Check One. Hi, I'm Tom. And I'm Jeanette. And we're your husband and wife. We've come together on this journey of soul discovery and self-discovery. We've opened up a whole new level of spiritual abilities and healing modalities. All while being parents, partners, business owners, and coaches. We welcome you to this space to be part of the discussion of life and how we're all connected. Welcome to Energetic Armor. Hi. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Podcast number nine. Is it nine? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is absolutely number nine. Wow. Yeah, things are just bumping, 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 right? This is so good. Okay, yeah. this is fun. Amazing. So here we are, episode nine, and there's a couple of things we wanted to talk about this time. Um, the first one is obviously thank you to the listeners again. We also mentioned in episode eight that we wanted to open things up a little bit to the listeners. Right. So that they can send us via... Facebook, Instagram, personal message, whatever. Yeah. Um, if they are interested in asking us questions that yes. we can write out or include as part of episode 10, next week's podcast or 11, whatever, however it's going to work out. Yeah. And we will address some questions that listeners might have for us. I love it. Yeah. So please contact us if you have any questions, anything you'd like to address yeah. personally or generally, or if you disagree with us or if you love what we're doing, whatever it might be, we, if we have, if there's anything interesting that you we might have to say, it. we would love it. So yeah. please, please, by all means. So... We have had a very interesting, I mean, we've had an interesting couple years, that's for sure, which we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. Um, but even just the... I don't know, the, the movement of um, family dynamic, mm-hmm. business owner dynamic, mm-hmm. healing dynamic, mm-hmm. mentor dynamic, mm-hmm. shifting in like what our purpose is. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I personally have experienced that. Mm. Um, you know what though? I want, I want to, okay, maybe I shouldn't cut you off there, but the dynamic can pull us in so many different directions. Absolutely. And oftentimes we have to like make logical or rational or cognitive decisions. Yeah. Um, and not that they're without an energetic or connected perspective, but sometimes they are, I feel like I'm way out of my league here. I feel like <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm no longer in this place where I'm just, I don't mean logical or rational. Clearly I can make logical and rational decisions, but sometimes I'm like, I just we don't know how to like, navigate this. Yeah. We're, we yeah. feel like we're not really in this world, but we're in this world. Oh yeah. We're here. Right. But we're not here. Right. <laughs> it, 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 right. And so that's, that's kind of what I meant by, mm. Um, for those of you that are like searching for your purpose and you think that you're going to find it Mm -hmm. and then live it, Mm -hmm. that's what I want to address. What do you mean by that? Well, because here's the reality. You are never going to just find something Mm -hmm. and then live it for the rest of your life. You have to embrace the fact that your purpose is going to evolve. It's Mm, going to like, it's going to change and you need to give it room for change because when you have that limiting belief around, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I need to find my purpose. Oh, I found my purpose. I'm a teacher and now I'm done. Right. You sink your teeth into it. You throw your claws into it. You just step into that wholeheartedly, which is fine. But you close the doors. But it doesn't stay static. That's right. It It doesn't doesn't have to stay that way. And I feel like if people could change their perspectives a little around this whole purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might um, 
move and shake the world a little bit to what we need. And you know what's interesting? A lot of the times people still remain within sort of that section or within that column or that tunnel of where and how they have to evolve. So a lot of teachers, you know, in Canada here or in New Brunswick specifically, you start off with like a D contract. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I do this D contract. Well, when you take on that teaching and say if it's like a 30 plus hour week, Mm -hmm. you then say, well, I need to make myself invaluable to this organization, to the school. So then you start picking up two or three different activities with students that, you know, become available and whether you want to or not, you just do it because you're creating value in yourself. And, you know, the administration is saying this person is committing. Right. And then so boom, a year or two goes by where you're on this D contract and then boom, you move to a B contract, which means like full-time permanent, um, part of the union, um, all that stuff. And then a lot of people say, okay, so I've done five years teaching now. What do I do next? And then they start looking at administration and they look at whatever. And they look at maybe perhaps getting their education yeah, even more so. So they look at masters and they yep. choose which avenue they want to go. Master. Now, these are all fine things. Yeah. It really is fine. Here's the question, though. Yep. Are you doing it for the reason of um, fitting in, getting the, the good like retirement fund are you doing or are you doing it because your inner guidance system is like oh my god this lights me on fire every single day absolutely right and so that's i feel like it's and and you know that's an avenue it's almost like you know working with the government too that's an avenue there's all kinds of these you know avenues that are within the construct but when you decide to fit yourself outside of that box mm-hmm. and you're doing kind of like what we're doing or any other type of entrepreneur that's you know lighting your soul on fire mm-hmm. again are you doing it for the right reasons yeah. are you doing it because it's a family business and you have to continue running it yeah. you know there's just so many aspects and i wish that we could get to a place where we were okay with not having to check these boxes and the only box we check is like what lights our soul on fire mm, that's such a good thing that's so cool and it's interesting because when you're young and say you graduate from high school and you're like moving on to those pivotal years you know sometimes people jump right into university college trade school whatever yeah oftentimes people don't they take a couple of years off to work make some money pay off some debts whatever travel yeah. sort things out and all that's you know absolutely fine every yeah. to each their own but what happens is if we get into that okay college or university then career mode yeah it's like you know we're stepping into you know maybe paradigms or systems of belief that are fine right if you want that then that's fine yeah but oftentimes what happens is 20 years go by yeah so i'm now sort of connecting with some people Mm. 25 years later 20 to 25 years later because i'm i turned 44 this year right (laughs) right so at that time most people have finished their four-year bachelor's degrees or a couple years of of um, trade school or tech college and moved on to more practical things or whatever. Yeah. And the mindset for some people has changed drastically, drastically and Good. others not at all. It's mm. exactly played out yep. step by step as rationally as status quo as systematically as it's supposed to. That's fine. But often those times we, these are the people that I see more often than the ones that I don't. Yeah. These are the ones who have, Someone told them or the belief or the paradigm has been from forever that once you get, you know, the career, you know, leading up to the career, the university, the career, the the spouse or the partner, the children, the big house, the, you know, all right. they just all that lines up perfectly. They find themselves at my age going, 
Oh dear. Or what? That's the thing. Is that they're like, now what? Now what? But exactly. here's the thing: is that if if we as a collective mm. were able to change our um, boxed focus, mm-hmm. if you will, to this like ever growing, ever changing, ever evolving um, way of life mm-hmm. and way of thinking too, mm-hmm. then I feel like we wouldn't get to a place where we're like. Holy crap. Oh, absolutely. What are we doing, right? But you know what happens, though, is that people dig in with their tooth and fangs and their claws into the status quo system. Mm. You know, and the idea, and I don't know how many people you've talked to, but the idea that, like, you can only really truly enjoy life when you're Freedom 65, Freedom 55, or Freedom 70, when you're done. At that point in time, that's when you're allowed to enjoy life. Yeah. But what happens along the way, oftentimes at 44, for me, some yeah. people 30, some people 15, mm-hmm. you encounter trauma and crisis. Right. And every belief, every dream, every goal, every status quo, every systematic sort of thought and paradigm that you've had comes crumbling down. Right. And in those moments, you have to question. So I'm bringing this up and I've reiterated this a couple of times in different ways because I want to do a shout out to a buddy of mine who reached out to me the other night. I'm not going to say mm. who it was, but he lives now in a different continent. And in his early, early 20s, he went to um, a tech school and he learned you know, some computer networking and yep. evolved in that perspective, moved to a new continent, great career, all that stuff. Yeah. And I want to shout out to him specifically because um, if you know my story, sort of when I was like 15 or so, I kind of branched out from my family, went out of my own, started, you know, working and like living at friends' houses and like going down that road of all mm-hmm. that. And there was a group of us, a tight group of us, I'd say almost of 12 to 15 of us that were tight, tight, tight friends. They became my second family, yeah. literally. I always had almost my family. Almost like your first family, well, but, you know. Well, at a certain point, they came became my family because yeah. what I was doing, you know, I couldn't go back home and be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I was high on pot, you know, and, you know, I've got a, whatever it could have been, right? I've got, you know, a, a sister who's five years younger than me. Right, and, yeah. you know, if I'm 20, I don't want to be going home and being a bad influence. And yeah. so, and I was also dealing with the Christian paradigm of sinning and things being yeah. wrong and the guilt that came you with all that. You were finding your own spirituality. I was, right. And You're I was a musician. I was out there. Searching. Oh man. And I was out there like playing bars. Like I was underage and being played, you know, playing in bars. The owners knew it and were giving us beer as part of payment. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that was my life when I was still in high school. Right. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to go come back to my beautiful, loveling Brady Bunch type Catholic of, you know, home. oh, and just disrupt Irish things. Catholic. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, go back to I had this group of friends that like were wonderful and loving. And now at this age, 43, 44, um, they're wonderful and loving at the time because that's how we all were. Yeah. But then when we start making these big life decisions and big life changes, people branch off into their own you know, yeah. ways. And so I say sometimes to people, some of my friends, some of them are doing great. Mm-hmm. Some of them are where they are, loving what they're doing, purposeful, all that stuff. Some of them are still kind of not sure. Yeah. And some of them are in jail or some of them have been in jail or some of them are not here anymore. They're, right. They've passed on. Right. Usually due to decisions or whatever, right? Yeah. And at this age, you're going to run into that no matter what. But this is a core group of my friends. And so a couple of times during this, the last couple of years where we've been coming out and talking about this and like promoting it on social media, yeah. like my personal social media is connected to all those people. Right. So oftentimes I'll like do a live or I'll say a post and then boom, I get hit with like all this feedback. Um, that doesn't Sometimes feel good. It doesn't feel good <laughs> yeah. from some of the people's of that, that group of friends. Right. And it hurt. It can hurt. Right. Cause these yeah. are people that I love. And I remember writing 
a letter and I'd say about 12 or 15 of them to all of my friends of that era. And I remember being like 21, 22 and I wrote like a two page letter yeah. uh, explaining to them how much I appreciated them and how much mm. like they were my friends, but I knew that I was moving on Yeah, and that please never take offense to me moving on. This is part of my journey and you are all on your own journeys. And I, I really had it on my heart to do that oh, because 21. I, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Cause I just wanted them to know that I appreciated them and that the feelings might not be mutual. And I know some of these, like some of the dudes in particular, like really uncomfortable. I was right? gonna say, what man <laughs> well, does is, that? Uh, not not to be gender specific, but really. So yeah, I don't want to get into that, but I, I did. Mm. I did do that because it was on my heart to let these people know that they have been important and influenced on my life. But I had to go in my own direction, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that looked like. And it was possible, probable that I'm not going to go down the same roads that I've been going and that we have been going and that you'll go your way and I'm going to go mine, but I'm still going to love you no matter what. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward again here to me posting and saying, Hey, this new spiritual Avenue and we're coming out, we're talking about this. And a couple of those people go, no, no, can't, you can't, or science this or whatever. Right. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, Oh God. And it just hits me like, Oh no. Like, yeah, it's just that awful feeling. Well, so then like, w- yeah, well, I'm doing something wrong, but you're not. Well, n- not wrong, but just it feels the it. people you love, you want support from. Yeah. And the people who love you the most or that, you know, even support you or, or are what's the respectful, even, even though your thoughts and your beliefs might be different. They're right. like, Hey, that's your thing. I'm doing mine. You just go do you. I see that you're not harming anyone. Right. You're, you're helping as best as you can. And opinions so, are like, right. yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, what happened is after I got a couple of those, yeah. you know, sort of pushes from different people, I grouped all of those friends Mm -hmm. and said, well, they're all non-supportive or they're Mm -hmm. all of this mindset or they're all of this belief. So I'm not even going to like reach out. I'm just going to kind of energetically brick wall all of that because I don't need that type of energy coming on to me or that feedback or that input or whatever. I just like, I don't want to even go there. So this is where I'm going five minutes later. Here we go. (laughs) Out of the blue, I'm laying in bed one night and I get this message from Facebook, uh, Facebook messenger from a, a buddy of mine who's now off continent, like not even on North America, like way over over there down under kind of thing right and I thought it was spam I thought it was a hack at first he was like hey dude like how you been you know I just wanted to shout out and you know just a general kind of message and I was like yeah okay is this for real like this looks hacked and he wrote back something specific that I was like oh my gosh and I was like I can't call you know we can't because he asked for a chat yeah and part of me was like uh oh like what's this all about right but i was literally in bed with the boys they were excited right, and i was trying right. to lay them down i was like dude this isn't happening probably for another hour yeah I was like, no problem well i'll just surprise you with a phone call someday and i was like yeah but if you want a quick chat like what's going on are you okay is everything all right yeah because you know my thoughts are people are messaging me because I know we're at that age that you just don't, you think worst case scenario almost. Well, we do think worst case scenario, but also do the nature of what I'm doing. I know at some point there will be people that I know who reach out and say, Hey, can you help me with this? Right. Right. And so I was thinking, is that one of those, yeah, you know, yeah. cause all of our parents, my age are now in their seventies, eighties, that yeah, kind of thing. Right. So that's right. maybe there's, you know, they're reaching out cause what can I do? Yeah. Well, can As I give healer, advice? Or, can we help? Exactly. If, yeah. mm-hmm. So it was no. And the messages were just very much like, Thank you. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I support what you're doing. Uh, you look great. You know, your wife and you are a great conversationalist. What you're doing with the podcast is great. It's amazing to hear. And it was this really cool support. And I was just sitting there. I was literally floored in bed, jaw drop, kids going, dad, dad, whatever. And <laughs> he said something like, so what you're doing with the podcast in specifics is um, it's like you're taking self-help spirit 
and a little bit of the woohoo and combining <laughs> yeah. it all into a podcast that's that is interesting mm. and shows the dynamic of you and your relationship with your wife and you know I just he just just like I want to say like I'm like I'm proud of you and yeah. and good for you and and just keep going like don't stop yeah. what you're doing and and I was yeah I was awestruck like yeah. I was just kind of like jaw on the floor like <laughs> this was one of those people that I put yeah. in that over there in that category like mm-hmm. no must protect myself because you know even though there's love and there's camaraderie and there's this history yeah you have a good way of being able to do that well it, sometimes it's necessary because I'm a very emotional person I'm an Empath. em- empathic mm-hmm. person I, I'd feel people for sure yeah um, and so I, I had to do that but all of a sudden you know in your brain you create this paradigm because that's what yes. it is it's this belief it's the structure yep and for me it was for protection that everyone is of a certain type or of a yeah. mindset and I categorize them my brain logically but that has to be like this this yeah. this this so keep them over there and you know and that's a that's a really beautiful thing to point out because every single human being does that yeah. to certain categories yep. multiple categories yeah throughout their life in order for protection absolutely in and, order for and and for logic and for like system yeah. In order, in clarity. Well, right. And like mm. the, the preconditioned belief that that's yeah. what we're supposed to do. So how many people with that mindset, and I don't know the answer to this, it's just a general question, had this preconceived belief about these, you know, these friends or these people right. that you knew relationship-wise in the past. And or reach, the future or and the, f- the jobs sure, and the whatever. whatever. Mm-hmm. Did, but I had this belief. And how many people would have been like, oh, easily said oh no that's a hack don't reply or right. oh this person wants something from me don't reply oh this person is about to put me down or something because they're part of that group don't reply yeah right yeah. how many people just would have done that and i struggled with that for a few minutes i was like uh, uh should i you know yeah. and it, it was just a simple act of saying hey, hey like what's up like going back to that how can i be of service kind Isn't of thing that's so funny because you and i we laugh about this sometimes because i'm often getting the messages on facebook from like joe blow over oh, so in like wherever and yeah. you know half of them want my hand in marriage and blah 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 and mm-hmm. we sit and we laugh about oh, it I've because, seen them. Yeah. because you know I God love them it's it, okay but either they're selling me bitcoin or they're like <laughs> or, they, uh, or they want to I don't right, even know right and all that stuff. no I get it I, and, and, and I for whatever reason um put myself to have this conversation with them where you are the complete opposite even with the people that you yeah. know of 22 years I know complete strangers and I'm yeah. like alright let's see what you got <laughs> it's oftentimes that I see where things are going right right, like right. right off the bat Yeah. and so once a friend like that I have to vet mm. right off the bat if it's like okay is this hack no um, what am I like that's when I had to go deep because yeah. it took me a few minutes are like you I guys said. still friends on Facebook of course oh, okay I mean like friend that doesn't really mean a whole no, lot no I like, know but connected. I was just wondering why you thought he was like if it was a hack oh you thought somebody hacked his account gotcha okay yeah that happens all the time all of a sudden someone that you're a friend with acquaintance with whatever then all of a sudden you get this like so how you doing I'm wondering if you could and then there's a link yeah Right. And like, yeah. click here because there's this, I think someone we know passed away. That's a recent one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what's yeah. that? And I was like, I'm not clicking it, but I'm going to directly message this person because I knew them. Ooh, let's talk about that for a okay. second because you just, okay. So yes, I'm sorry. I love all of, all of that, what you were saying. Yeah. But here's the thing mm-hmm. is that it's that intuitive feeling that mm-hmm. you get that you know, or you don't know, mm-hmm. like 
can we talk about that for a second? Like, how do you enter? Mm-hmm. How do you connect with your energy and your intuition, and then trust what it is? So, for example, well, I'm. Par- Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that those links, like we know, right? Like you just have this inner, but with your buddy, you were, you could recognize that it was a paradigm and not an mm-hmm. intuitive yeah. feeling that it was a hack. It was mm-hmm. almost like there was this like little cloud of judgment mm-hmm. paradigm that tried to construct a, a hey, this is a hack, but really like, do you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to yes, describe okay. what your thoughts I, I know are exactly feeling. What, okay, yeah, okay. no, there's, it's logic mixed with emotion mm. mixed with, um, energy. Yeah. And so I have to remove the logic barriers first right? because you know, people are like, well, logically it means this and this, that, well, right. no, we did, de- we determine how we are going to logically think things through. Absolutely. We're the ones who think logically, like yeah. you can stop and say, well, if a B and C, that's a logical, everyone would come to that logical conclusion. Well, not everyone would because how they process their filters yeah. are so very different per person. Yeah. Again, right? we go back to the 12 sides of the sphere. Exactly. I and mean, that's just the, like, and for me, I'm like, well, it's not just, 12 sides of a sphere of one story, every person is their own universe. Yeah. And it's because they're their own universe, the perspectives and what has happened to them up to this point is so yeah. very vast. Yeah. But that's what I do is I look at like possibilities. I, mm-hmm. This is when my brain gets logical and, and probable. Right. And I say, this is a possibility or this is not a possibility. And so in this case, I was like, okay, so is this a hack? Let's look at hacks. Right. Okay. First of all, it's, it's a bait. There's always a bait. Right. Right. And so right off the bat, I was like, well, this isn't really a bait. This is just a, like, Hey, how, how are you? And then one of the emojis that he put in was like, I think it was either specific to music or specific to something. And I was like, that is historical. Like that right. is your record. Cause it could have been as generic as like a happy face or something. Right. And and so it, it took me a few minutes just to sort of think logically through whether or not, and it didn't come with a link right. like to go here and check this out. So I was like, mm, okay, more than likely this is legit. Yeah. So that was the first thing. And yeah. the second thing was like, okay, what am I feeling? Yeah. Right. And that the feeling is when this is where people stop usually when it comes to taking a small leap of faith mm-hmm. or they take a small step or they, you know, trust themselves or trust that person trust or whatever. Intuition. Trust the intuition. Right. So I had to check my emotions. What am I going through here? And yeah. I had to go through that whole sequence. Like, Oh, am I going to get myself in a situation where I'm in a debate? I don't want to have that debate. Uh, does this person need my help? Eventually I get to this point where it's like, you know, um, how do I feel? Blah, blah, blah. You know, this, this about me about me about me wait this person might need my help mm. and that's when i'm boom, stop settle tom and, and that's listen to your when energy. you bring yourself to like center calm cool water well, that's when i shut my brain off because mm. the brain hmm, it goes back to that like the emotional receptors of the heart that are yeah. in the forty thousand cells that are scientifically proven we have the same yeah. cellular cells in the heart that As we do in our brain are emotionally intelligent that are in the brain yeah. the difference between the heart and the brain is that the the heart has no logic attached Filter. to it yeah there's no there's no yeah. logic there it yeah. has to pair with the brain in order to do that but what happens is when it gets to the filter when it gets to the brain, things get real chaotic or oh, messy yeah. if you're not aware of it. Yeah. Right. So then you, I sat and I listened to my heart after like the emotional, like worst case scenarioing. Right. I sat and I listened to my heart and I was the just paradigm, the all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it all came down to, and this is where I'm at now is like, maybe this person needs help Yeah. or maybe this isn't a worst case scenario. Maybe this is a, you know, a, yeah, just a legit let's just see. connection. Right. And so in human that, interaction. Yeah, maybe it's just that. I don't know. Yeah. And because I don't know, I have to sit and listen to what I'm what's happening here. Yeah. Remove all the stuff in my brain, just pop that out. Remove the emotions that I'm feeling, the you know, anxiety or the uh oh yeah. or the remove that. And then I'm just gonna sit here and breathe a bit. 
mm. and just breathe and see what happens and just kind of concentrate on that person and think about that person. I was like, no, I'm doing it yeah. and because I know there's no harm in just saying like, hey, what's up? And then from there, especially if it's a hoax or if it's a hacker, I can vet depending on how this person replies. But here's the thing. I would bet money that if it was a hoax, mm-hmm. you would have known already not to connect. Because I get those. Yeah. I get those and, and I know exactly what you're talking about because everything that you just explained, mm-hmm. it literally goes by in probably two minutes, like 60, mm. 90 seconds. Yep. All of that stuff goes through a yeah. filtration system in like 90 seconds easily. Absolutely. And I know right away when somebody, A, wants something to me. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, oh, just pitch me. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm ready for it. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, you're one of those. This is my third today. and go exactly (laughs) um yeah so i feel like this is just again something for people to expand their awareness on Mm -hmm. and then maybe start practicing it well it's some people don't even take that leap of faith and Mm -hmm. i'm glad i do and i'm glad i did but oftentimes and you'll know i'll tell them like hey look at this and i'll be like hey it's this so-and-so life coach again or if it's it's a so-and-so like i business coach yeah and like i can make your world of difference and it starts very polite but as soon as i see it and i'm not trying to stereotype because i just see it as it is yeah as soon as i get a picture i'm like they kind of all look the same yeah so someone who's a business um specialist or a personal coach or a personal development coach or they the how it appears on looks the same so instantly my brain goes oh yeah i've seen this like ten thousand times you know what Hmm. it's so funny because you know what you've always said they'll come to you they they will like isn't that interesting we've now and i mean yeah being in this business now mm-hmm. and and you know obviously there has to be a marketing element there mm-hmm. has to be you know all this strategy and whatever but yeah. at the end of the day yeah. if we were to have the ultimate trust and faith yeah. in god in the universe yeah. in the plan that was already put place mm-hmm. before we even step foot the one on this that earth we are aligning with the right one, now mm-hmm. Then we wouldn't have to market. No. We wouldn't have to do any of these things. We no. wouldn't have any strategy. We would just be showing up as us. You understand why I do what I do now. Yes, I, but I always have. Yeah, but the difficult thing is that you and I are in it. Yeah. Like we're in the business. We're in the marketing. We're in the social media. We're in like working yeah. with having staff or people that are helping us, having yeah. volunteers, still providing all the service. So yeah. it's easy kind of to get pulled away in all those things because we're knee deep or neck deep in that, right? Yeah. But you know how I am. And I say this to every person oh God, we bring yeah. on or every business advice or any advisor or any, you know, I'm just like, Hey, so this is, these are my boundaries. Yeah. And people are like, well, you know, you need to change or try this. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because I'm being ignorant. It's, it's not because like I don't know. It's like a two year old that knows their inner self. <laughs> <laughs> what? Get a two year old. It's true. It's, it's the, it's the, it's, <laughs> you're, this. Like, you're, you're testing the boundaries of oh the parents, you know, that God. are trying to Oh, I see. You. I think meant I was the two-year-old. And I'm well, like, yeah, well, don't get out of here. You but it's in a good way. Thing. But here's the reason why. This yes. is actually really beautiful, I feel. Okay, I want to hear this because you're making up for the whole two-year-old <laughs> thing. Two-year-old thing. No, it's I'm because, because a two-year-old, and I keep on going back to this because I, I'm, I'm removing all the shame and guilt that I've had. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and just understanding that I'm, I'm just evolving and becoming more aware, Mm -hmm. right? Just as you did in your twenties. Like Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me about that, Mm -hmm. but here's the two year old. The two year old has such a thin veil, Mm -hmm. such a thin veil to the outer, to the, all the other dimensions, the multi dimensions that are out there. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the two year old is throwing temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. Not that you throw temper tantrums because you don't at all. You're you're so calm, cool. No, but they're still developing the emotional self. yeah. Yeah. And, and they don't have parents if they don't have parents the self right they don't have the regulation right. tactics they yet don't have regulation. but the but the reality is is that all they're doing is just moving towards their inner guidance yeah for sure that's all they're doing yeah. and what we do as parents and what we do as society we've talked about this before is we try to a regulate them yeah. b put them in a box yeah. three try to make them behave absolutely and now, I, I, I sort of, I don't mean to cut you off there, but like, I do believe there has to be some boundaries and parameters, well, yes, but they're but not as safety. tight and constricting. It's, and yeah, as, it's safety you know, And we always ones, talk about parenting. Yeah. And the reason why we could talk about parenting is because we're in the thick of parenting, right? right? A two-year-old, a four-year-old, 13-year-old, and a 16-year-old, yeah, like right? It's, and it's yeah. just this constant, like, it's always a reminder. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky. And I had this conversation with someone the other day about like how I'm so lucky because their kids have all grown up and like Mm. literally the kids still live with them like their teens or upper teens early 20s now and they in their you know their space of work where she has her office in each corner there's a a child with a desk where they do their own stuff so family time is everyone sit in this family room and work on their own stuff that's about as close as communication is right and that's that's beautiful um, because they're integrating because you know there's those moments where you know, there's a five minute break or something and mom will be like, Hey guys, like let's do some jumping jacks or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah. or just foolish family time. So it's kind of interesting how that's evolved yeah. so much. Right. But we're reminded of that. And she said, you're so lucky because you have the two year old and the four year old, because mm. you have to engage in yeah. the two year old, four year old, like fun, yeah. innocent, crazy, yeah. less boundaries behaviors. Yeah. And when you're there, you get to experience that. Yeah. Cause so many people now. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what, what age it starts getting vetted out I'd say high school college mm. and it really starts and then by the time you're done college and into like it's this it's only for drunken sort of parades yeah charades potentially that you get you gotta... to be a child again mm. you get to feel oh, yeah. that yep. kind of thing right yeah so that's so no, funny that you I called think, me well you are but it, it in a good way because yep. I'm I'm having this this again this um what's the almost like a remembering but a uh uh, a nostalgic feeling yeah. for that child mm-hmm. and how mine or yours no just ch- child children in okay. general because they are so innocent mm-hmm. and we don't give them enough credit for their inner wisdom oh it's that's just that. what i'm getting at right and you know what i have I'm lucky that you and i see it yeah i mean we still have to parent Absolutely. that's that's the that's the balance yeah this is what my father used to say is like the hardest thing i've ever had to do as a father watch. is to yeah is to let go yeah and watch my children go through a lesson that god or yes. the universe or that energy is giving oh. them and me just Best. sitting there saying i know i can't yeah. you know always have that that safety blanket yeah. for every single step every single leap of faith every single lesson that comes their way yeah. i have to wait I'm so to see if they that. fall and if they fall they know they can see that i'm ready to help yeah you know and that's that's a beautiful uh, that's beautiful and yeah. you know th- but you at 44 this is what i love about you mm-hmm. and i mean i do too but i feel like we're just different and you have an inner guidance system mm-hmm. that you are so true to mm-hmm. no matter what interaction you have mm-hmm. like mine 
is it doesn't very, make things any easier though no i know it doesn't make it easier there are times when i'm just like oh man oh, I, I, know I have to do this yeah and i know it's ringing wrong to like how you have to do things or yeah. it's like you you know physically if you, but most times you figure out that it's probably just a paradigm or an old or an old belief system that really isn't serving you and because you have that, that awareness now you push your boundary you're just yeah. doing that leap of faith i mean i've witnessed it a few times even just recently right it also explains things a little bit more like why and how I've been doing things for so long mm. um, because my energy like the energy that I have and that which I'm connected to yeah. I, I have to protect well, unabashedly that, that and just, if I lose that then mm. I know where that can take me because in my earliest youngest with all those friends from yeah. you know like when my energy was not protected it was easy for me to enjoy you know not yeah. being in a sober state yeah. because that's when I could open up and things would bounce off me left and right except when they didn't or things got ugly right but now this gives me that that sort of parameter of control it's the empath it's the empath in me it's the empath in you and i feel like there's so many empaths out there that are flailing well we are all empathic yes i know but we are all capable we all feel what other people feel agreed agreed but we we feel it at different levels it's almost Mm -hmm. like the narcissist and the empath Mm -hmm. it's like the um so again there's uh, Lee Harris says it beautifully mm-hmm. that the the narcissist and the empath scale. We all have empath in us. Mm-hmm. We all have narcissist yeah, in us. Totally. What what um, Where spectrum? Are you? Yeah. Where are you on the spectrum? And yeah. how narcissist and empaths in general that are on the further scales attract each other. That's so funny. Right? That's, oh, we're in, we're watching we're, living proof of that happening we, in our lives right now. Absolutely. Where the most absolute narcissistic people or persons yeah. that we know are yeah. absolutely attracting, especially at this age, 30s, yeah. 40s, you know, or relationships and all that. It's yeah. like these things happen around I this mean, age. I mean, it happened to me. And oh, it, it happens, and, and you know. The, the beauty is, is like not to label not to label and and try to scold or whatever the narcissist what i'm recognizing or the empath or the yeah or the because empath because there's some people who have no sense of self and give themselves undyingly unwittingly to yeah. another person which is a vice which is beautiful and a vice at the same time. And when you flip the coin of the narcissist, like one has to take care of themselves. One has to look at Mm. themselves first, make sure. But when it's aligned with being selfish and bulldozing anyone you want in the way to get whatever you want, that's when the beauty and the, that's the polarity, you know, mm. the yin and yang of those things. So yeah, Lee Harris is at bang on with like, where are you on that? Yeah. So, no. (laughs) well, I was just kind of getting back to the the two-year-old thing and protecting and understanding boundaries is that, I know what's at stake now. Mm. I know what's at stake now and I can't compromise that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like I spent a lot. Yes, I had lessons to go through, right? And I had to go through trauma and crisis and and just life things and struggle, 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 right? And getting myself out of dark places and ditches and whatever, right? Yeah. Metaphorically and literally kind of thing, right? So, um, but knowing what's at stake now is if I just kind of threw that all away on a whim of enjoyment because I'm still susceptible. Like it's been, we're going on three years now without alcohol. Yeah. And you know, I wasn't an alcoholic. I didn't consider myself an alcoholic, but I I like to drink, Yeah. you know, because it energetically gave me this, like my own kind of little safe space that I could self-regulate. It's almost like it gives you uh, like a fake 
energy bubble. It, oh, so well spoken. Right. This boost of false confidence yeah. or this self energy. Yeah. yeah. It's like my it's own. It's like an little, energetic protection, but also. Oh, boost. a deprivation after that. Right. right. It's, yeah. it's a boost until it's the hangover or it's not. And then, yeah. and whatever else is going on with your health and your mental, you know, if you're that addicted to a substance, it doesn't matter what it is yeah. that you need, quote unquote, need. need. Yeah. Then we're in a situation. Yeah. And so for me, I recognize that. Like, I would love to have a beer, but yeah. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I would love to sit around with friends and, and do shots, Yeah, but I ain't doing that. Oh, I'm yeah. not even going to come close. Right. <laughs> I would love to be back when I'm 18 and like sharing that joint or whatever. Right. Like yeah. just the, the camaraderie and the foolishness and the yeah. youthfulness and the rebellious, like all, and the silly adventures that we would go on oh, at night, God, yeah. tromping through the woods and yeah. thinking we were being attacked by wolves and stuff. Right. You know, like it just, the silliness just right. goes on and on because and on. Because it's that child. It's, it's to it, get back to your child, to yeah. get back to that inner child of the fun and the and totally. the expl- exploration the adventure you know yeah. and yeah. that's why i guard it yeah i guard it and but now i have this whole other system in which i can look through i can filter through yeah things and decide if this is going to serve me or not or mm. if this is for that higher energetic purpose and yeah. so that's it's not just about like oh he's social or not i just know what's at stake yeah. And if I'm compromised, then this is compromised. And yeah. if I'm compromised as a father or as a husband, well, you know. And we're very opposite, right? Because I'm I'm the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And yeah. I had to learn at a really early stage in our relationship mm-hmm. that if I want to do things, that I have to just go do them. And I can't have an expectation that you yeah. are going to come along with me. Well, at that, and I, I'm never one to hold you back. No, I, well, I'd no, never be like, nope. You, right. <laughs> no, you can't do that. But that's this the controlling difference, though, because of... the, the person that, again, the people pleaser in me, mm-hmm. the, you know, um, in previous relationships, mm-hmm. I would have not listened to my inner, like, wants and desires. Mm. And I would have just stayed home. Like, Uh, oh, like, let me just please, you know, and I realized that no way, whether or not, even if you didn't want me to go and I still wanted to. But that's the beauty, like, listen, (laughs) that's the beautiful thing about us, right? Because I have a natural inclination to be, um, like to hermit myself. Yeah. Like to sit with my energy. Like mm-hmm. I, I am comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. I reach a point where I'm like, okay, nope, time to get out. Got to see people. Like, you yeah. know, I'm very, you know, I'm a an extroverted introvert. Because yeah. when it comes time for me to perform or, uh-huh. or socialize and stuff, I, I have to, I do. Yep. But also like I guard that energy and I've been guarding that energy. So that's the beautiful dynamic of you and I. Yeah. So we're opposites in this, respect, oh you know, God, but so I hold opposite. no ego to it. Yeah. And I would, you know, there's sometimes, especially when we first got together, I was like, no, you go do. And you're like, but you need to come. I'm like, no, no, no. And then I have to go through this whole system. System. And back then it was like, is yeah. there alcohol? Right. Because if there was alcohol, I'd be like, okay, let's bring a bottle of wine. Cause I know after a glass or two, I can settle in and that false sense of security, bubble. that bubble of my energy. Like I can accept yeah. that, you know, it just kind of takes that edge off. Yeah. It's like, it, it creates, what's the word? It's not like a, a protective barrier, but it turns into this wishy-washy cord, sort of like. Do you know what I envision it as? Mm. Oh my God, this is so funny. You might laugh. So, you know, those like wobbly squishy balls <laughs> right i feel like wine or whatever mm-hmm. substance is it yeah. gives you if you were able to put yourself into the one of those wobbly squishy balls it's like that's your protective barrier that's funny but it's like <laughs> it's not very elegant it, well it isn't right but it's yeah, there yeah. and I it's a protective yeah. and it's a fun yeah. and it's a whatever but it's also kind of what everyone else is doing well yes so there's a camaraderie in that totally yeah. and then now just imagine those like bubblies on water like yeah. those bubbles on water running at each other like yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. like that's funny. right yeah. but 
when you get to the point where we're at now, mm-hmm. now we understand our energy. We and understand I, what's at stake. Right. And I ener- vet things through. And by vetting, I mean I, I, I weigh the consequences. Yeah. I lay out a, like a list, a brainstorm the list in my head very quickly and decide whether or not this yeah. is going to work for me or not. And then if you go, yep. instead of choosing the wobbly protective barrier, mm-hmm. you're now choosing to connect with source, mm-hmm. your divine inner being. Mm-hmm. And then you energetically put this like complete golden energetic armor mm-hmm. around yourself. That's exactly what I do. I right? go so deep inward now. So deep. And so yeah. like your energy armor now is so different. It really is. Than and what that is. This was tested the other day because we had a friend come down and this is really the first time we've interacted in a big social sort of environment since yeah. the pandemic for yeah, the past for couple the of years. Part, yeah. For me anyways, for you, I know that you've been up there. For me, I'm like, nah, I'm good. The pandemic, this is great. Yeah. You know, I get to, I have a reason and everyone understands that this is okay now. So I'm, I'm enjoying this, right? <laughs> but yeah, so it was um, a friend brought their children and mm-hmm. we have our young kids and they want to go to a pool that was public at a hotel. And this yep. hotel is renowned for lots of people, lots of partying, lots of, lots of, lots of. Yep. And I knew all this going into it. So I'm like, oh dear. And not only this, but your friend, like I, I, I'd done a session with her before. Yeah. I'd never met her in person. And you know, yeah. it's different when you we see someone. We feel like we already know her, but still, right. you're still exchanging Well, energy. it doesn't matter who it is for me. Mm-hmm. Even like my family, I love my family so much, but I also have to energetically arm myself and just yeah. like be, because that's how, that's how, um, emotive that's how empathic that's how much how quickly i notice that the energy can affect me and that's what i that's why i was bringing up empaths earlier is mm. that because the empaths are fail, flailing right now they don't understand mm. how important it is mm-hmm. to get so close to that veil mm-hmm. to get so close to that thinning veil yeah. that they need that information they, they need that awareness they need that daily yeah multiple daily practice of putting up that armor. And you know what? It's interesting that I love that. You're absolutely right. And it's so interesting because I worked as a delivery person when I was between jobs, between quote unquote careers. You know, Which was, was like, a choice on your part because uh, you yeah. didn't like people. Well, it was, it was, well, yeah, but that's not, okay. But just a second. That's not, I'm sorry, I'm I gotta sorry. fix my, um, it's not that I didn't like people. I didn't like the system. Right. Okay. I yeah, didn't that's like, fair. That's I fair. Didn't like, of course you like people. I went to, yeah, I don't know how many job interviews I went to, right? And I don't know if these people can can also like suss out that like this guy's just not energetic. Energetically, I wonder if they're like, hey, yeah. they, you know, they're like, no, I'm listening to my intuition. But energetically, I, I didn't want to be there. Right. I mean, I could perform. I could act. I could do all that stuff. There's a reason why I got oh, that's a job at the university. Point. There's that's a reason why a I got the job with point. the government. There's mm-hmm. a reason. Why, right. So when I went back to those jobs, like, oh, I just got to get back into the career mode. Right. Yeah. I was like, I really know that I'm not supposed to be doing right, this, right. but I went through all the motions. So while I was waiting for that next big, you know, X amount career the job, big career. Right, I'm like, I still got to make money. So what can I get right now that I can start making money? Well, I can deliver. I got a car. They accept anyone. Let's go. Yeah. And so what's interesting, and we go back to the, the introverts and the empaths and the ones who are flailing and the ones who aren't like self-protecting or self-regulating Yeah. is that when you deliver for people and delivery people know this. And if you don't, maybe you understand because you're the receiving end and you go, oh my gosh, I can only imagine what that delivery driver is thinking. Right. That kind of thing. Right. But as the delivery person, didn't matter what it was, booze, you know, now you can pick up marijuana because it's legal. Yeah. So I was delivering marijuana. I was delivering all kinds of like pizzas, grocery orders. It didn't matter. Like you deliver whatever people want. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many times I saw someone who was uh, my age or older, usually 50s, a little bit later. Um, who lived in a little apartment by themselves, had a cat, 
um, was incredibly unhealthy, smoked cigarettes, smoked a lot of weed, drank a lot of alcohol, um, and was living off of support of some sort mm-hmm. or an at home job. And this yep. isn't judgment. This is just observation. Um, but as soon as I met them, cause this is still when I'm like, I'm, I'm getting sensitive and I'm really connecting people's energy and I could sense and I could see that they were empathic Yeah, and that they were like, as soon as I came to the door and yes, I'm a delivery guy, but you just have this you can see it on people. You can feel it on people and they're so empathic and one afraid of the delivery dude, you know, but also just in their cells, like they were in this, their protective bubble that we speak of was literally this apartment that they will never leave until they're either super sick and an ambulance comes or they're being pulled out in a, in a hearse kind of thing. Right. Mm. And so that's the worst case scenario, but an all true statement and observation of what empaths are going through and where their lives will lead them. If they don't figure Uh, out self regulation, if they don't understand what it's like to take care of your physical health, take care of your mental health, take care of your spiritual health, your soul, your soul. I, you know what, Tom, that's the thing, now, right? Pause. There's nothing wrong with that guys. If this is where you are in life, that's okay. If this is what you have to do. And this yeah. is where you are. There's no judgment here, but know that if you're not happy and in this state, yeah. and I don't mean happy as in like, okay, I've got my booze fixed for the day or my pot fixed for the day. I'm not talking about, you know, filling that void with substances. So it'll bring you to that state of, okay, I can handle life now. I mean, when you're stone cold sober and looking at yourself in the metaphoric mirror, do you know, like I need more something? missing. I need, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. It's, and you know, thankfully we are at this place in society where mental health awareness is, you know, coming more to the forefront, but you know, what's happening right there. You know, you kept on saying there's no judgment. There's no judgment. There is no mm-hmm. judgment. You know what it is? Mm. It's because a soul recognizing a soul, these two souls mm-hmm. recognizing each other yep. is like bringing up such a Oh my gosh, you are so much more brighter and more beautiful than what you are living Absolutely. right now. And you as a soul and an empathic spirit, you know, because again, we aren't bodies. We are yeah. souls Absolutely. living in these vessels. And so when two, two souls connect, mm. you just want to, you want to pull them out of that so badly yeah that's because it exactly. you see how bright their light is absolutely and that's something that i used to say well why is it that i had the friends that i had why is it mm. that when i went to college on my own for the first time to do something for me it was my own first decision did i meet the people that i did there you know yeah. and it's often and it, i'm reminded of someone who was wise enough to be able to say like just so you know, Tom, and it wasn't romantic or anything, but they're like, I look forward to seeing you. Mm. Like, even if it's just once a week, because I absolutely need my Tom time. Mm. And I was just like, Oh, that's kind of funny. You know, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. But now I understand that energetically. And I take that feel. I, that's what I'm talking about. When I go to deliver someone's pot, or, you know, when I went, I don't do that anymore, but when I went to deliver their pot or their booze or their groceries or their big tub of ice cream and four bags of chips, and that's what they're living off of Mm -hmm. for seven days straight. I gave them my Tom time. If I'm supposed to go, here you go. Thank you. Swipe your card. Bye-bye. I sit and I chat and I shine, shine, shine. Yeah. You know, just, just to recognize and to say like, look at me, I'm no different. Yeah. I recognize you, you're beautiful, lost soul, but you know, you don't have to be lost forever. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. They're not a lost soul. 
they're just a lost, a lost perspective. Body. Yeah. A lost perspective. Souls yeah. are never lost. They're never broken. Yeah. But sometimes they need ignition. It's like yeah. the possibility to realign with that. It's, the whole yeah, cellular thing, the but the path that's there, right? Yeah. The one that say, and you know, people say, well, there's no such thing as destiny or predestination. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to argue one way yeah. or another, but there is a path that is a good one, a wonderful yeah. one. And every person has that available to them. Yep. And it's not, it can be one of rewards and money and luxury and blah, blah, blah. But it's one of soul ignition. Yeah. Soul ignition <laughs> and it is one of validation and value of the deepest and most important sense you just have to take the leaps of faith yeah and align with that and then walk yeah and that's a hard thing to do because this is not what we're taught anymore yeah, that's right mm, and that's why we're here doing what we do it is and you know it's funny because recognize those moments when you have those interactions with strangers because this actually did just happen to me two mm. days ago and it was with again a, a person that I was connected with yeah. and she's also um, a light worker you know mm-hmm. and she just heard my first voice note mm-hmm. and she was like your energy, Jeanette, is top <laughs> shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. But you know what? People who are sorry, go ahead. No, but that's but that's the point. Is because she she saw yeah. she saw my soul. Yeah, she felt it. Yep. We didn't even have to meet. We haven't even we haven't even seen a picture of each other's faces yet. So yeah. that's the other thing is that when you get to actually look into someone else's eyes. Oh man. <gasps> How many people were forced to do that for the first time in however many years because of the pandemic and masks? Mm. We couldn't look at their, I mean, people did look at shoulders or feet or whatever, yeah. but when you spoke to someone, you had to look into their eyes. Yeah. Like there's a, there's the universe oh, is present Oh, there's so many in eyes, big right? things that were happening with that. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I love that mm. that happened to you. And that's kind of how we met. Like, yeah. I, I remember saying that in the, you know, not to put anyone down or whatever, but in the first yeah, like same. hour of conversation yep. after we, you know, had gone through the, the relationships and have been in this moment of like, oh, I don't know what's next, you know, and I was filtering through removing people in my life that weren't serving me anymore based yep. on a past relationship, blah, blah, blah. And I came to you and I said the same spiel that I said to everyone, like, you know, you must have heard. So I'm just doing this. No offense. If you want to be yeah. my friend, that's fine. If not, then it is yep. what it is. Cool. And you're like, oh my gosh. And you were like, so this happened to me. I totally get where you're coming from. And then from there, literally within an hour, yeah, I was like, we are having more deep and more energetically conversations in this one hour of texting on Blackberries. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's when this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this one hour of texting on Blackberries than I have had in my entire 10 year relationship previously. And that's when I was like, there is something here, right? There is (laughs) something. So I, I owe it to myself to find out what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I mean, I remember going through like, I think I'm crazy. It was Facebook messenger. And then we advanced to the point. Right. Right. It was like socially acceptable. And then into like, okay, this is a little more personal now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're right. right. Beautiful. All right. So, I mean, we went all over the place. You really looked into our lives on this this podcast episode. And, you know, I hope that some of these, you know, some of these episodes, we might be strictly energy, but also we talk a lot about our own lives and the energy and like my past and Jeanette's past and like relationships. And we do that because we want you to understand and to recognize yourselves in in our journey. Mm -hmm. So you can also recognize your own journey and 
through your own system of understanding and your emotions and your mindset that you can and the filters, I mean, you can align with, and if you're already aligned with, with beautiful things, that's wonderful, but know that if you are, this is forever expanding. It's not only just like, here's the rule book, walk, 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 walk the rules, right? It's not just, I've I've been told the career I should get into in elementary school. I now received my master's degree in what I was told I should be doing. And now I'm sitting here as a 50 or 60 year old person going, I'm missing something. Mm. We all kind of might. If you have this, I'm missing something. I don't feel like I'm missing things anymore. No, not even a... Yeah. I, no. Right. So this is a better than. <laughs> yeah. This is not we're better than. We're just showing you what's possible. Yeah. This is... It's possible to you. And you you can do this. Yeah. We're not special. We embrace what we're doing. And we want to talk about it. Maybe yeah. that's unique and special. Yeah. But what we're doing is is not just us. No. It's so much bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for witnessing this, listening, being a part and being receptive. Um, If we can inspire and you can inspire yourself, then please do so. Yeah. Until next time. Episode nine. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) We'll talk soon.